Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend in Fuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. We got the show's namesake, BJ Shea, on assignment. He's probably playing board games or seven. Mm, it's usually what he does. But running the boards is Joey D's. Hey. On today's show, we will talk about the awesome Army of the Dead trailer. We'll talk about some movies that you could watch before watching Army of the Dead. And maybe a good way to combat zombies would be a lightsaber. And apparently they're making them real in Disneyland. Yes. <laughs> Nothing could go wrong there. Hmm. But we also got the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. It's going to have our blogs, podcasts, and more. More. Or just search BJ's Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes, and the Odyssey app. Odyssey with an A. Oh, yeah. Odyssey. 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 Yes. Lots of ways to get a hold of us. And like I said last Friday, uh, there's probably a good chance that your uh, podcatcher has a uh, way of review. For us, if you listen to us on Odyssey, I believe it does, but also on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all those different things, give us a review, give us five stars, share uh, all the awesome stuff that we do, because, well, I mean, I think it's awesome, and I hope you do, too. I like gold stars. Aw, thank you. Well, I give them to us. You then. get five, Rev. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, the first one that uh, first thing that we need to talk about is the Army of the Dead trailer. Now, if you remember the name Zack Snyder, it's because well he does a lot of comic mm-hmm. book esque movies, uh, but this time he's going away from the superheroes into the genre of zombies. I don't know if he's done anything along the lines of this before, but I am very excited to see this because uh, the trailer drop. It looks fantastic. It looks weird, ridiculous, apparently, um, and we don't know the whole state of the world, but Vegas uh, apparently has to deal with a zombie apocalypse that has uh, basically quarantined the entire city uh, into its own little zombie playground. Uh, You had me at Vegas, Rev. Oh, yeah, I know, with you, with everything with Vegas. Well, this one is overrun with zombies, and apparently it's not necessarily the George A. Romero shambling zombies. Apparently... Uh, they seem to be a run. They can run, so it's kind of like the 28 Days zombies. Um, but then also, it seems like they can coordinate, so maybe they're not full zombies. Maybe they're just kind of like Mad Max people who like to eat faces. Like, they seem more mm. along the lines of cannibals than zombies. Interesting. <laughs> that sounds like a more lethal zombie. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And the best part about this, I think, is the fact that while this isn't a uh, comic book movie, uh, Zack Snyder has decided that everyone needs to be as jacked as they are in either like a, uh, a Fast and Furious movie or in a comic book movie because everybody is ripped. So you're saying that there's a lot of topless men in this uh, trailer. There are a lot of topless men in this trailer, yes, including yes. Dave Bautista. Ooh. Yes, um, also known as Drax. But uh, he is not Drax in this one. He just seems to be a, uh, a ex-military type uh, mercenary. And they're all uh, almost like it almost seems like Suicide Squad esque. They're all going in there to steal a bunch of money from Vegas. And that was the one thing that this trailer really did kind of clean up for me because I'm like, if it's a zombie apocalypse, why do you need money? 
but it seems like at the very least it's just Vegas is dealing with a zombie issue and there's a bunch of money that everyone else could use inside on the outside. I was going to say, why go to a zombie pool party? That does not sound fun. <laughs> but you do know that if there was ever going to be an outbreak of anything, Vegas would be the first spot. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and it would dirty. be abandoned quickly. <laughs> yeah, and it was just like seeing some of the uh, the the overhead shots of just what they're doing. It looks it looks cool. Like say what you want about sometimes the 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 plot structure of a Zack Snyder film. He knows how to make outstanding visuals, oh, and such this beautiful has movies. it. So this is Fast and the Furious meets Resident Evil. Kind of, yeah. I okay. really do think so, yeah. And uh, I'm very excited for it. I know that we did post it on our Facebook page, so if you haven't seen it yet, go check it out. Uh, but I did find this list of uh, movies. There's eight movies that Comic Book Resources put out. Before you get into that, I will say, mm-hmm. I do not like zombie movies. Yeah. I do want to see Army of the Dead, though. Really? Like, it seems like like just how it's been put in like the whole story, it's not your typical running away for your life because the whole world has ended. At least there's some hope. Okay, fair, fair. I don't know. It's like, I, I just have really vivid dreams, so I would be dreaming of all the bad stuff all the time. <laughs> this seems like a more of a push-your-luck zombie movie than a whole escape your and survive zombie movie. Right. That's an interesting way to put it. You just kind of put it in board game terms. I yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, because uh, yeah, I think yeah, what g- gets me the most about zombie movies or any kind of horror type film is the feeling of it. How c- real could it be? And how like at the end, like there is no hope. They're running away for life because there's just there's no hope. And, and at least there is some hope here. And, and with this list, I'll be perfectly honest, I completely forgot that Zack Snyder has delved into the zombie genre before. So okay. this is interesting because it also marks um, James Gunn's writing credit. If you didn't know, James Gunn wrote the remake of Dawn of the Dead. Oh, yeah. The 2004 movie that was the remake of the George uh, A. Romero classic. Uh, Zack Snyder directed that. And I didn't what? even realize that. And that's the number. That's the first one on this list. That's the old, that first horror zombie movie I ever saw. Oh, so you have seen it? Because I had an ex boyfriend, my first boyfriend in high school, all about zombies. Like he's obsessed. Like <laughs> I got him the zombie apocalypse book or training guide or whatever for mm-hmm. like Valentine's Day, and he was obsessed. Like so, I had to watch this movie. Not because I wanted to. So, well, then I guess you don't have to go back and rewatch. You'd have already seen this one. Yep. But if you don't know, it is set during a zombie apocalypse. A group of survivors take shelter in a shopping mall. However, it's only a temporary sanctuary because there's lots of action, lots of zombies, even a teeny tiny zombie baby. I remember that one. Yeah, yeah. That that they, will they, probably they, stuck be stuck in your brain that for was pretty the, deep on that one. That was the character like, oh, I got bit kind of and didn't tell anybody. Yeah. Why do they always do that? That never works Te- in a zombie movie. Technically, she got like a fang or whatever scratch, so yeah. they didn't really think it was a bite. See, mm-hmm. I remember 15, 16 years later, I still remember. <laughs> I have a guess, Rev. Okay. Zombie Land. Zombie Land. I'm looking, yep, right there. Boom on the list. Yes. And if you don't know, obviously, Zombie Land is kind of a spoof comedic take on the genre. Um, but instead of making fun of the slow moving zombies of the 20th century, it's more poking fun at the fast moving zombies of the 21st century. I actually have seen that one too. Oh, there you go. There's two of them you don't have to worry but about. I was also scared of it. And I remember I started it and again had a, I had a boyfriend that was coming over at the time. And I had to stop and wait for him to get there and finish, to continue watching after five minutes. I was like, no, no. And if you don't know, the movie falls four survivors traveling across America well into the apocalypse. They had and some pretty good looking zombies, like scary. Yes, and a nice cameo by a uh, Bill Murray, who may or may not be a zombie, in the movie. A lot of fun on that one. 
Good, uh, good call on that one. Thank you. Uh, next up on this list is Land of the Dead. It's an interesting one because it's a George A. Romero, but it's one of the deeper ones, and it focuses some time on the zombie who is called Big Daddy, who regains his intelligence throughout the movie, learning to use weapons and organizing other zombies for an attack. So he's himself a compelling character because it's turning it into kind of what we might be able to see in this uh, in this Army of the Dead movie, where at the very least somehow they are organizing around at least one or two other people because in the trailer you see some of them seem to be a little bit more than what they uh, really are. Yeah, it's like their survival instincts are giving them muscle memory or something. Yeah, exactly. So it turns into not only is, you know, most of the time with zombie movies, the humans are the main problem. The zombies are just kind of the MacGuffin to push them around. That turned the zombies into more of a legitimate threat when it comes down to it. Uh, Next weapon on this one, I didn't see this, but I'm very intrigued by it because it's really different from what uh, Army of the Dead will be. Warm Bodies, uh, they say Um. it's worth the watch. Like, it's one of those that I heard the book was really good, and I believe the guy who wrote the book is from our area of Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, Washington State, I should yeah. probably clarify for <laughs> out-of-state peoples. Uh, my buddy was raving about the book, but the movie wasn't well-received. Yeah, It was yeah. a little cheesy. And it's a little bit along the lines, and exactly, it's a, kind of a Romeo and Juliet story where one of them is a zombie. Oh, I remember the and cover he, for this one. Yeah. He kind of falls yeah. in love for a living person, and it's played by, oh my God, he was in The Great, he was in Crossing Swords, About a Boy, oh. he was Beast. Oh, yeah, What's I know who name? you're talking about, and I can't. Give me a second. Almost there. Yeah, no, no. Almost. I'm just going to piss Dave me off. Dave Franco. No. Just kidding. It's not yeah. Dave Franco. Uh, Nicholas, Nicholas Holt. Holt. There yeah. we go. Who was also uh, one of the guys in Fury Road. He was like the main oh, yeah. uh, bald dude. He was the guy that said, uh, witness me? Yes. 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 Witness me. Yes. Can yes. we bring that back into rotation for a phrase people use? Please. Yes. <laughs> uh, another one on this list is a classic, Shaun of the Dead. Yes. Another comedic take on all of it. And it's... I don't want to call it a parody or a satire. It's more of a comedic homage and still fantastic. It's by far my favorite zombie movie. Yeah. I have seen that. It scare me a little bit, but I still liked it. Uh, 28 Days Later. uh, I mentioned that earlier as well. That's, come on, Vicky. It's not, you know what? It's, well, I mean, it's not great because it's still going to probably scare the pants off of you. But, I mean, it's still a really good movie, man. And it was also the one that Zombieland is kind of making fun of when it comes down to it. Because this is where we got the fast-moving quote-unquote zombies because it's an infection from uh, a virus they call rage. So, yeah, the the opening of the films is showing a bunch of uh, monkeys being basically clockwork oranged with, like, uh, hyper-violent movies. And then, of course, one bites another, and then uh, apparently their blood, uh, just a drop in the eye, will turn you into a rage monster. Mm -mm. Lots of fun stuff on that. The thing with zombie movies is for Vicky, she knows when they're going to be too scary because they all start in a hospital that's very quiet that some guy wakes (laughs) up out of a coma, and all of a sudden he looks out and everything's gone. And then they're zombies. Uh, one that I did not like, and I would rather you go and wa- or read the book, uh, Max Brooks's World War Z is a great take on the zombie genre because it's a it's an oral history of what has happened afterwards. So you get to get perspectives of people who are you know stuck in a church having to deal with uh, the zombie outbreak to army folks who are having to deal with combating these and how they did that with the tactics. The movie focuses around Brad Pitt and his family trying to deal with stuff. It's 
it's a zombie movie, sure. Uh, if you've got nothing else going on, sure, you can watch mm-hmm. it. But just I would just say, hey, read the book. It's way better. Or at least re- uh, listen to the audio book. Angelina, you got to get to the chopper. <laughs> the zombies are coming. Uh, and finally, and finally, one that I know 100% Vicky will never go see. It's uh, it's from Korea. It's called Train to Busan, and it's probably one of the best zombie movies in the past five years, and even CBR says so as well. The zombies are unhinged and constantly proved to be a threat, which is going to be the case in Army of the Dead as well, but it's essentially uh, people are on a train to Busan, go figure, and then uh, the zombie apocalypse is hit, the train ends up derailing s gets real lots of uh do, do i say fun lots of fun and frivolity occurs i was mm. gonna say fun's not the word probably mm. not but it is definitely about the blood and the guts so there's some eight zombie movies that you should check out uh like i feel that even that you know the themes change across all of them the george a romero's uh they're all classics and they're really solid and a lot of them are super fun if you only had to pick one rev which one would you tell people to watch? I'd go with Shaun of the Dead personally. Yeah, like Shaun of the Dead, I would have to agree. If you're going to only mm-hmm. watch one of those, because it's still like Edgar Wright, Simon Pegg, and Nick Frost all love the horror and the zombie genre. So it still stays true to the themes uh, while having a fun comedic take on it. And there's still some blood. There's still some guts. You still might have to cover your eyes in some moments, but you're still there's a little bit of a little uh, irreverency to it and having some fun with and it. And if you're gonna start with that movie, you might as well finish off the Cornetto trilogy. Hell yeah, <laughs> I absolutely. Love I will say though, I don't know if this is a good or bad take or whatever. But my favorite of the three is Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz is really fun. Like I love all three of them. Mm-hmm. I think The World's End comes at a very close third when it comes yes. down to all of them. But uh, Hot Fuzz is probably my yeah, I think it is my favorite. Hey, okay. I really do think. So you know, like, no, yeah, you know, your your hot take is fine. Shaun of the Dead is usually like when you think of the Cornetto trilogy, that is usually the first one people think of. Mm-hmm. But like for me, like I said, hot fuzz. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we going to go? The pub? <laughs> Where else would we go? We've got to have all this stuff blow over. Now, mm. if you are a uh, person who's uh, in Disneyland and just like Vegas, say what happens if a uh, zombie apocalypse happens. You need to defend yourself. First thing you should do is go to the Galaxy's Edge, which is Star Wars, because apparently Disney's making real lightsabers now. And this is a different from the, the ones you can make while you're there, the $200 lightsabers? Yeah, like right now, you can go there. Well, I think they're open. Uh, yes, I don't know if that specific portion is open, but exactly. Disney itself But is when open. it is open, you can do things like building your own lightsaber, and mm-hmm. they go through a whole thing where you get to walk and put them together. Now, these are not actual working slice off your fingers with a immediately cauterizing sword. This is a light up one. You can pick the colors yeah. and the wand part, I guess. But apparently Disney has created an actual lightsaber. Sort of. It looks like during a virtual presentation of the opening of Disney Parks, an executive showed off the lightsaber, turned it on and said, it's real. And then the video ended. Yeah, a reporter who was in attendance said the way the light activated from the hilt was similar to how lightsabers activate in the Star Wars films. Later in the day, a Disney creative boss said, quote, a lot of questions today about whether the lightsaber that was revealed was real or CGI and whether or not I would share photos or video. It was, is really real and not yet. So they're not going to be showing off it quite yet. Uh, No word where, when, or how it's going to be used, but 
since it was unveiled during a presentation on the Disney parks, it's probably going to be something you're going to get to play with. I just, you know, I mean, there's a whole like meme of like uh, how uh, Luke is like looking at the lightsaber and he's looking down the barrel of it. And then the next scene is the lightsaber turned on with it through his head. Like (laughs) maybe don't let everybody grab a lightsaber and play with it because we really don't want to see people cut in half. Laser pointers are pretty dangerous themselves if you right? point them in the wrong areas. So <laughs> I don't know if we need this. Yeah, uh, I just feel that uh, the insurance on Disneyland is going to go up exponentially if they actually have this. Uh, but I have seen videos of guys trying to make their own lightsabers. Mm-hmm. But it basically just turns into this huge plastic, uh, not plastic, but plasma-like mm-hmm. sword that uh, is not as eloquent or safe quote-unquote safe as an actual lightsaber might be. I really want one. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I would drop $200 at even the, the, the one at you Disney. You are clumsy AF, it though. Wouldn't be, it's not the real one. Yeah, we can't have you having a real one. Or any kind of glass or plasma. Yeah, Just give yeah. me the plastic one. But as long as it lights up, I don't care. There you go. Perfect. Well, uh, don't go anywhere now because it is time for... The Geek Sheet with Vicky B. All right, Vicky, what do you got? So I've been saying this for a while. I really, really hope that it's in the cards in the future and they're talking about it, that it's real, all the rumors are real, that we are going to get all the Netflix, Marvel, you know, TV show characters Mm -hmm. into the MCU at some point. I mean, Iron Fist, we can pretend never happened. (laughs) (laughs) Fair. But I would love to see, you know, because I think the whole problem, if you don't know, Netflix owned all of these shows and all these characters and all the actors, all that stuff, um, for a certain amount of time and then, during that time where Netflix still had ownership, Disney bought Marvel. So it was a whole like kind of exchange of hands. So I don't know what their specific rules or contract obligations are, if they can use the same actors, the same storylines, because they're based in the same world. They talked about the Avengers and real-time stuff that was happening. So I'm hoping they'll bring back Charlie Cox's Daredevil. I want to see Vincent D'Onofrio as uh, Kingpin again. Like, I would love to see more Jessica Jones involved into the MCU, even if they have to tie him in into other shows or they give him more Defenders time. But mm-hmm. And is it the idea that Disney doesn't like doing, like, rated R stuff? Is that why? Is it uh, like a kid's app or something? I'm not really sure. Because, I mean, we're having Falcon Winter Soldier on, you know, Disney+, Plus, and that could it's gotten kind of graphic and kind of fighty. I just don't know if contract like Netflix is like, okay, well we have all this going on, um, but you can never touch them even after it. Like, I don't know what they're. Oh, like you can't have the first three seasons also. So it'd be kind of hard if you just drop a season four or something. No, I'm well that, or you can't have, um, have the ownership of these characters and continue on the story. I don't, I don't know what their contract states. So that's why everyone's rumoring, like, is Daredevil going to appear in the new Mm Spider-Man? Can Charlie Cox happen? Because I know the actors, Charlie Cox, Vincent D'Onofrio especially, are like, we want back in. Like, please, let us continue doing this. It's so much fun. If Sony can make an agreement to get Spider-Man into the MCU, then I have a feeling that we can come to something. Right. So Total Nerd uh, came up with a whole list of, like, all the Marvel TV characters and how they can fit them perfectly into the MCU's future plans. And I wanted to see what you guys thought about this. Perfect. Okay. So Daredevil, obviously. We would love to see him in Spider-Man handling his legal woes because last last we saw Spider-Man, he just got revealed and supposedly, you know, the world thinks that he killed Mysterio and all these other people. So he's going to need someone to defend him. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, Matt Murdock obviously is a lawyer, usually helping everyone out. And I I know they've crossed paths in the comics before. 
Um, so, you know, there's plenty of superheroes in the MCU. We don't really need him as a superhero, but we would love to see him in the courtroom. That one would be so tough, too, because they're really polar opposites in terms of themes. Like, Spider-Man is really lighthearted and Daredevil is mm-hmm. really dark. So it's, I wonder how that would work out. I mean, they're both fantastic actors. And the right. characters would work really well together. I mean, how could you not want to at least right. see it? And I mean, the, he, I think Daredevil himself is really dark and the world, all that stuff. But I feel like Matt Murdock is is just a like a sweet, lighthearted guy. So I think Matt Murdock with Peter Parker might work out a little better. I, I would like to see it for sure. I mean, oh man, could you imagine if we got to see Vincent D'Onofrio, uh, D'Onofrio in a Spider-Man movie? Like, when's the last time Kingpin came out and was, you know, done so well in, in an actual movie? Right. I mean, aside from Spider-Man Multiverse, that big freaking block of Kingpin. <laughs> I mean, but we're not. That like, was great. I mean, yeah. that was great, but we're not counting that. But <laughs> speaking of Kingpin, that's what they said. Second, second of all, he needs to be, you know, along with Spider-Man because yes, Wilson Fisk and Matt Murdock are each other's worst enemies. But the comic book version of Kingpin has always carried a unique brand of hatred for Spider-Man. And the two have already tangled in video games, animated series, into the Spider-Verse. So it's a long, long past time they did so in a live-action setting in the upcoming Spider-Man Far From Home sequel. I think it would be fantastic. My dad and I had that conversation. He's like, I want to see Kingpin. He hasn't seen the Daredevil yet. Or the Daredevil series, excuse me. The Wait, Daredevil? really? Yeah, I haven't gotten a chance to see it with him because, you know, when you have a toddler running around your house, <laughs> he, he wants to watch other stuff on Disney+, Plus, not... You know, Marvel characters. Thank you for being a responsible family member there, Vicky. Oh, no, I've watched The Boys with him. He actually didn't mind I that. Yeah, back. No, yeah, exactly. That was like one of the things. He's just like, I'm watching The Boys with my uh, baby bro. And it's like, um, like, they're okay. It was close to his nap time. He was falling asleep anyway. So yeah, I'm like, he's excuses. fine. He wasn't bothered by it. So I'm like, he's still braver than me. Hey, Homelander likes milk. He probably related to it. Mm-hmm. Fair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. Anywho, mm-hmm. I mean, it'd be cool to see Kingpin in the Far From Home sequel. Absolutely. Moving on. Yeah. Uh, another character, and I really, really hope they do recast this one. <laughs> well, okay. I should say they recast it not from the movie version, but the TV show version, because that's what they're talking about. The Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. version of Ghost Rider. And it says Dr. Oh, Strange might pick yeah. up Ghost Rider in the multiverse of madness. And last time we saw him was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Robbie Reyes is the most recent one to carry the mantle. That's right. Yeah. Um, so where he'd fit into the MCU alternate dimension. So yes, you say that doesn't sound like a job for, um, sound like just a job for Dr. Strange. It sounds like a premise to, of his whole next movie in the multitude of, ma- uh, mm-hmm. multiverse of madness with Stephen Strange and Wanda Maximoff already headed to different worlds, a pit stop to in hell to rescue Ghost Rider. Doesn't sound like that much of a stretch. Well, I mean, it could just also be something as simple as like, <laughs> right, or it would just be like maybe a portal because, I mean, Doctor Strange mm-hmm. is known for his portals. Maybe he opens a portal mm-hmm. and suddenly a motorcycle, a flaming motorcycle shoots through. It's just like, oh, right. someone's got out. Crap. Because uh, last we saw in S.H.I.E.L.D., because I haven't watched any of it uh, since like season three. Um, but he was trapped in some sort of alternate dimension that is basically hell. Ooh. So that's where he's at. So, okay. I got a question because Doctor Strange I know nothing about. All so right. Deep Cut, who is the guy that he usually hangs out, a guy or girl or you know, hero or whatever that he hangs out with a lot? Like, who's his partner? From what I understand is hmm. that he's he doesn't really have a partner because he very much has, like, I don't want to say contempt, but he's just like, oh, people. They kind of get in the way. And so... 
he's usually like, don't come to me unless you really need me kind of vibe I've gotten from when I have seen him in guest spots in comics. Yeah, because what was it? Wu? Is Wu the only guy yeah. that he's with you? Yeah. yeah, like it would be any yeah. of the people who uh, are, are part of that. I don't want to call them coven because they're not, but like witches, but like the the, the group of protectors. Mm-hmm. Um, Monks? Yeah, yeah. And so like it was just Wu at that point because everyone else had basically been killed off because all of the protecting the protection mm-hmm. had been uh, uh, broken from uh, when they uh, destroyed the other sanctums. Oh, that's right. Yes. So I think at that point there was only the New York sanctum left. Mm-hmm. Uh, or no, there, I think the Hong Kong one because Wu was hanging out there. I don't know. It's all confusing. I got to watch it again. Yeah, right. Uh, it's, but it's it, pretty. I mean, I've seen him in, like, I've read uh, X23 comics and they've had, you know, guest spot where he's come in and they've had to do some stuff with him. Oh, that means X23 has been now confirmed. No, right now. <laughs> uh, that being said, <laughs> this is in the comics. This is not any news about what's happening in the Captain Marvel movie or even Doctor Strange movie, but this has happened in the comic books they revealed. And I don't know if it's a relationship. Or if it was just a one night stand. What? But Captain Marvel and Doctor Strange hooked up. Wow! And she's I, whoa. like, she's like, yeah, thank you for whatever that was. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it'd be hilarious if they did in the movies. I don't see that happening though. That's kind of interesting when it comes down to all of that. Right? It's like <laughs> what? It'd be like you know, Jean Grey and like. I don't know. Somebody else. Somebody random. that's not Wolverine or Scott Summers. Like Bruce, like Bruce Banner, I guess. Bruce Banner yeah. and the Phoenix. There yeah, you go. Like, that's just random. Like, I, okay. What? <laughs> I mean, two very powerful beings, and it's just like, why what what? Okay. Um, somehow even more random than uh Scarlet uh what is it? Not Scarlet Witch, Scarlet Johansson, Black Widow, <laughs> and the Hulk. Well, up. yeah, that's I think that was just a Joss Whedon sort yes. of thing. So good job on that. Uh, another one we'd love to see or where they could fit in is the Punisher versus the Winter Soldier in a gun show. <laughs> I, I mean, I know you meant like pew pew guns, but I would just like to see them just be flexing like I, all the time. I would like to see that too. To gun- oh, I know you would. Welcome to <laughs> That's right where my head went to. <laughs> I hate to say it, but I was like, just, they were, I was just so, like the, the Arnold pose. <laughs> right? The reason why they say it's like the only other man in the MCU has displayed a penchant for blood, bloody rampages that rival the Punishers is the Winter Soldier. And now that Bucky Barnes is completely reformed, however, it makes it for more interesting dichotomy between the two just having Castle around to debate the merits of lethal justice with Barnes and Sam Wilson in the Falcon the Winter Soldier would be entertaining enough but everyone would leave disappointed if Bucky and Frank didn't engage in at least one battle. They would have to yeah beat each other up for a little bit that was like one of the fun parts about um, Endgame was when everyone was uh, running around or it was an, it was Infinity War when it was like I'm here to kill Thanos I'm here to kill Thanos wait you're not with Thanos no we're not with Thanos but they still had to beat each other right. up for a little bit beforehand. Exactly. Exactly. Awesome. Um, I'm going to run down the list real quick. Uh, Luke Cage already lives in the neighborhood Moon Knight runs in. So oh, we've already yeah. announced that we're having Moon Knight played by Oscar Isaac, I and believe. A, yes, and there has been some video out there of um, Oscar Isaac doing the training with it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are saying, well, basically Moon Knight's going to be one of the most brutal, um, in-your-face fighting guys because he was like like, like knives and punching people in the face and <laughs> getting like really, really intense with it, which is very reminiscent of the Punisher scenes mm-hmm. from the Netflix show. So I kind of hope they keep that with him. Right, or at least like, can we have some cameos? Up in this bitch. Right. 
All, I'm, all I think of when I hear Moon Knight is, uh, Dracula, you effing nerd, where's my money? It's <laughs> like he, one of the best comic book panels ever. Literally just Googled that, what I yeah. just said. And I don't even know if it's fake or not. I don't, I don't even either. care. I, I don't, don't even care. Me neither. <laughs> um, this one I don't agree with. Iron Fist deserves a spot in Sh- uh, Shang-Chi's tournament. I don't care about well, Iron Fist. I but mean, I mean, yeah, it would be cool. It's, it's, I just don't like... I don't like the Netflix version of Iron Fist when it comes mm-hmm. down to it. I just don't like the character. Just, I, like I nothing mean, against the actor, he, but it just, it's just seen like a whiny child. It's seemed a, like a CW show. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, good call. Maybe that's why I really yeah. detest it. Uh, another rundown: Bullseye versus Hawkeye has to happen because we did get Bullseye in the latest uh, Daredevil. Oh yeah, that would be pretty legit. See, at that point, they should like if they haven't made a comic yet where it was Hawkeye versus Bullseye and it was wasn't called Eye for an Eye. I don't know what the hell they're doing <laughs> <Write> anymore. It. <laughs> Isn't it a big thing too in like the comic book clashes where all the heroes are fighting all the villains and they're fighting their, their essentially their counterparts, and then they, at some point they realize we need to switch up the matchup so that we're not fighting ourselves, right? right? Yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, Fitz, Fitz and Simmons from Shield can figure out what's wrong with Wanda. Uh, with Wanda and Vision. All right. Yeah, that's fair on that one. Uh, the new Avengers need inspiration from the robot Phil Coulson. Oh, yeah. Is he still kicking around robot Phil Coulson? I'm not sure. I don't know. Robot if anybody ever, like, yeah, kept watching uh, S.H.I.E.L.D., let me know about Terminate. that. <laughs> uh, Dottie Underwood. If you guys remember uh, oh, Peggy yeah. Carter, she was basically a Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so they say that Dottie Underwood belongs in the Black Widow's origin story. She's I, like one of the OGs. Yeah, I agree with that. And uh, eventually someday, I think, what, in July, we'll be able to see the Black Widow, and maybe she's in it? I don't know. I don't mm. think so, but it would be kind of cool. Right. Cloak and Dagger. Uh, if you guys haven't seen that show, I do recommend it. It's on Hulu. It's a little, it's off, because like sometimes you're like, why am I watching this? And then it gets really good, and like it's still really <laughs> gorgeous. Like it's, I can't explain it, but I liked it. Uh, Cloak and Dagger are the exact sort of clients She-Hulk specializes in helping. And we know that She-Hulk, if you've been following our Facebook page, has started filming with yeah. Tatiana Maslany. So, and I believe she's a lawyer, so there you go. Wait, wait, it is Tatiana? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's Tat- even cooler. Like, I know we talked about it, but it totally just, like, just... You I thought forget. it was a rumor. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just forget that it was been confirmed. Oh, no. Tatiana Maslany is legit. Nice. Go watch Orphan Black. <laughs> uh, Captain Marvel needs a new bestie, and it should be Jessica Jones, because if you watch the last season of Jessica Jones, she lost her bestie. Aww. No, different. she went crazy. Yeah. Crazy bitch. <laughs> uh, Quake and Shang-Chi uh, would make a dynamic duo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be cool on that one. And we've confirmed Miss Marvel, so the Runaways need to help Miss Marvel start the Young Avengers. Yes, and I know that they want to do the Young Avengers, and they're kind of leaning towards that. I know with the new Hawkeye series that's going to be eventually right. coming out, it's going to be dealing with um, Hawkeye's uh, daughter, which we saw in Endgame as well. Right, and they've kind of hinted at another Young Avengers in the uh, in the whole Falcon and Winter Soldier. That's right. It's, uh, I forget the gentleman's name, the one that was locked up. Yeah, that one. He, Zemo? No. no, 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 no. The one that was the second um, oh. Captain America, basically. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. His yeah. grandson. Really? Yep. Huh. I'll explain in another episode. Someday, yes. Well, until next time, guys, <laughs> stay nerdy.